This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors in the financial industry. Welcome to Outer Blue Talk Social, knowledge sharing on social investment topics. We will present a new study conducted by the OECD with the support of Amundi, exploring the perceptions of equal opportunities across 27 OECD countries. I am here today with Romina Borrini, director of the OECD Wise Center, the Center on Well-being, Inclusion, Sustainability, and Equal Opportunity, whose mission is to generate new approaches to improve people's well-being, reduce inequalities, and better understand the impact of policies and business actions on people's lives today and in the future. Romina, what does this survey reveal about the current level of equal opportunity perceptions? So what this survey tells us is that the current level of economic inequality and the perceived lack of opportunities are of primary concern to the public. 80% of respondents believe that economic inequality should be reduced or that more should be done to ensure equal opportunity. And that means that people care not only about the actual resources distribution in the society, but also that people are given fair opportunities to succeed in life. This concern is very widespread, and as we have shown in our recent report, Does Inequality Matter? This is also a concern that has increased over time, in line with persistent gaps in opportunities and rising income inequalities that we have observed over the past decades. Now, the features of our economies have also evolved in directions that highlighted disparities to a larger extent. The recent series of shocks included the COVID-19 and the cost of living crisis, the ongoing structural transformations of the economy, such as the digital and green transition, have increased inequalities of opportunities. For example, during the pandemic, school closures and the switch to online learning had a stronger negative impact on disadvantaged students who had fewer resources and capabilities for learning at home. And we just published a few days ago an interesting statistics based on our PISA survey that suggests that between 2018 and 2022, disadvantaged students experience a much larger math performance drop than advantaged students. So to go back to the findings of the opportunities model that we're discussing in this podcast, we found that 40% of respondents to the model think that disparities in children's educational outcomes are too large. And this share goes up to 60% or more in Turkey, Israel, and Chile. Similarly, not everyone faces the same opportunities to prepare for a transformed labor market and a more digitalized society. 36% of respondents are concerned about the divide in digital skills and the access to technology. But here again, there are very, very many cross-country variations. For instance, in the Baltic countries, the share is close to 20%, while in Mexico, it is greater than 50%. Thank you, Romina. And what are people's views on the factors that most affect social mobility? So what we observe is that on average, around 60% of respondents believe that hard work is essential or very important in determining one's chance to get ahead in life. However, only 10% of people on average think that effort is the only factor behind success. For a larger percentage of respondents, circumstances beyond people's control Things such as sexual orientation, family background, ethnicity, 
are as important as or even more important than working hard. For instance, coming from a wealthy family or having well-educated parents is considered as a key driver of mobility for more than one in three people interviewed. Such a belief perfectly matches evidence of a strong link between social mobility and socioeconomic background. For example, across the OECD countries, children whose parents have a tertiary degree are 45 percentage points more likely to graduate from university themselves compared to those whose parents have less than a secondary degree. And according to the survey, what are the actors that should assume responsibility to address these inequalities? Well, this is also quite interesting because in many OECD countries, the tradition has been one where reducing inequality was mainly the job of governments. But what the opportunity model tells us is that there is a great realization that the scale and the complexity of the problem is such that we need more than just one actress to intervene. So in this survey, uh, we see that people acknowledge that inequality and the lack of opportunities are multifaceted problems. In the same vein, they also think that multiple actors play a key role in addressing these issues. So national governments are seen as key, but not as being the ex exclusive players in the fight against inequality. And among the people that think that economic inequality should be reduced, um, approximately three quarters of these people believe that national governments should do a great deal or a lot to address the issue, but close behind, two thirds of people believe that local governments and large businesses also have a key role to play, while financial institutions, trade unions, and wealthy individuals garner slightly over half of the support. And this is a general pattern that holds true in almost OECD countries. Cross-country differences instead emerge when we look at the responsibility of wealthy individuals at trade unions. For instance, uh, in Austria, Germany, and the Nordic countries, trade unions are widely recognized as key players in reducing economic inequality. But by contrast, in some English-speaking countries, and notably the United States, but also in Korea, the Netherlands, and Belgium, wealthy individuals are more likely to be considered as key actors in reducing inequality. Focusing now on private action, Which instruments promoted by the sector are most favored by respondents? Three of the five measures that receive the broadest support focus on wages. Paying fair wages ranked first, and this is the only action that was promoted by a majority of respondents. Reducing wages inequalities across different demographic groups to ensure equal pay for equal work ranked second putting a limit to the remuneration of top executive rank fifth. The other most favored action include creating new job opportunities and investing in workforce training. And those measures happen to be particularly popular among the older respondents, meaning the people aged 50 and over. The first three measures that I mentioned received broad support from younger people, people aged 25 and below, But younger respondents also put more emphasis on other measures such as fostering a diverse and inclusive workplace, promoting corporate social responsibility, or encouraging social dialogue. Thank you so much, Romina, for these insights. Could you please share with us some concluding thoughts? Sure. And in short, I wanted to say that this survey provided new important insights into how individuals view social mobility and their support for concrete action to promote equal opportunities for all. It did confirm that many are concerned about current levels of economic inequality and a perceived lack of opportunities in society. 
But the survey also showed that people want governments to work with other stakeholders to tackle the many barriers that hold people back. Thank you again, Romina. And thanks to all of you for taking the time to listen to us today. We hope you'll join us again soon. This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors, as defined in Directive 2014-65-EU, dated 15 May 2014, as amended from time to time on markets and financial instruments, called MIFID II. Views are those of the author and not necessarily Amundi Asset Management SAS. They are subject to change and should not be relied upon as investment advice, as a security recommendation, or as an indication of trading for any Amundi products or any other security, fund units, or services. Past performance is not a guarantee or indicative of future results.